It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, yeah. Talk LP Podcast fans? It's Amber Bradley. Welcome to the Talk LP Podcast once again. So super excited to have Alan Vanskoy, Section, Section Chief for Homeland Security Investigations National Lead Development Center. I had to write it down because I wanted to make sure to get that exactly right. Alan, welcome to the Talk LP hot seat. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to have an opportunity to talk about some of the work the team's doing. We're we're really excited. Yeah, so you are making the rounds on the podcast circuit, which I can appreciate as a marketing person, um, and very important messaging to get out Mm -hmm. because organized retail crime, while... All of my listeners, loss prevention people, have known about this for a long time. You know, it's finally getting the stage it deserves and the resources it deserves. So for those that haven't heard about um, HSI's National Lead Development Center, talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to get into it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we are making the rounds uh, I'm usually not the guy that gets to make the rounds. So we're, a, we're an operational center. So uh, I'm the guy that uh, with my team, we're rolling up our sleeves and, and we're helping the folks on the ground. We help make the cases, we help support the cases. So we're traditionally not the folks out, you know, uh, doing press briefings and, and talking to big trade groups, but in general, so the National League Development Center uh, has been around for about four years. Uh, HSI, Homeland Security Investigations, has a, a small number of these across the country. We all tend to specialize in, in different, uh, uh, different categories of crime that the agency uh, has under our portfolio. Uh, I'm lucky enough up here in Williston, Vermont to have um, uh, fraud, fraud against government. So like uh, payroll protection program, uninsurance employment uh, gangs, we do international and domestic gangs. We do Interpol notices. Uh, We do um, some national security and uh, public safety crime, things like denaturalization of sex offenders and uh, espionage, counterterrorism targets. So pretty broad spectrum. And then uh, most recently, we're doing organized theft groups, you, you know, your South American uh, theft groups, your Romanian theft groups, your Asian, all the domestic folks, along with uh, organized uh, retail crime and uh, and just just not to forget cargo theft as well. Man, so all that stuff's so cool. I mean, really, <laughs> you're probably the most interesting dinner party guest yeah. ever. But you can't talk about any of it. <laughs> you can't talk about it, yeah, yeah. But I will tell you, just random, this whole paycheck protection fraud thing, I'm glad someone's working on it because it's irritating. It's a small business when you're like, didn't do the fraud, but you hear these stories of other businesses that have, you know, or people that have made up businesses. It's made, it makes me crazy. So I'm stoked that your team is on that. I have some tips right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Don't worry, everybody. I have no tips, but I'm telling you, that is a very sexy list of things that you guys do, which is incredible. Um, So although I have a million questions about all of those, we will focus for my (laughs) listeners on the organized retail crime part, because that is, you know, clearly what they are interested in. But um, so I learned from other podcasts that you did that, you know, you guys work, you're not a tip line, like you work with law enforcement and with retailers specifically on vetted out cases and then you guys vet them out further before an investigation starts is that similar to the process yeah that's it in a nutshell you know we concentrate on high quality criminal referrals 
Um, we are branching into some like administrative seizures, but, um, but our primary goal is to um, take in leads from state and locals, sheriff departments, state police officers, uh, other, other federal counterparts um, overseas. We get leads from our, our foreign law enforcement counterparts. We take them in, we, uh, we vet them out through uh, a number of tools and techniques. We make them better. We send them to a, a place around the country that would have a, a good venue, uh, a good prosecutorial climate to take the case. And then we just continue to support that with uh, criminal analysis, um, specialty work. So like um, younger agents may ask our senior agents here, uh, hey, how, how have you done that case in the past? What, um, what tool or technique worked especially well? We provide advice, we provide go-bys, and uh, we just try to get the case across the goal to, to criminal prosecution. That's really cool. So to make sure I understand, if you guys are working a case with a retailer, um, or even they're just starting out, you guys will help maybe even say, hey, here's some tips to help help put this in a nice package for our team to then run with it. Yeah, most certainly. So, uh, you know, everyone has a, a different uh, skill set. Uh, some folks are newer to ORC work. So, uh, yeah, we've tried to provide as much uh, support and advice as we can. Yeah. So tell us um, to get specific, like as far as retailers go. And I try for the listeners out there, for those that are just like the single store guy, not single store, single guy on the team for lots of stores versus an LP team that has hundreds of people doing work, right? Like if if you're brand new um, and you're, so you're a loss prevention executive and you're kind of like brand new to the organized retail crime at this level, right? That needs to be investigated. What would you say is like the, the best thing to start doing? Because clearly they can't come to you and be like, this one guy pushed all this stuff out at the store and you're going to be like, okay, well, you gotta, you gotta have a little gravity to the situation first before they get you guys involved, right? Sure, sure. But uh, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So uh, you know, we're set up as a as a, a lead tracking center. So so for those folks, we recommend reaching out to us early and often. You know, send the lead in. We're gonna we're gonna log it in. We're gonna put it into our uh, ICM case management system. Um, we're going to light up all the, the biographical data. We're going to light up, uh, was there vehicles and license plates and registrations, telephone numbers, email addresses. So we're taking all of that information and we're putting it into our case management system, which, which is just a huge um, central repository of this kind of crime, of other types of crime. And it, it may be because we've, we've seen it uh, in the past where they call us for a, a low-level uh, single scheme <clears throat> case, and it turns out he's part of a larger criminal organization that we can identify. Uh, maybe it's part of a, a, an already open HSI investigation or, or you know, a case that somebody else has in the country. Uh, maybe it's part of a, another investigation that a loss prevention officer from a different uh, subset of stores is having. You know, um, if they're stealing garage door openers, Maybe they're stealing them from Sears, Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart. And, you know, we can package all that information together. We can make contacts. We can act as an advocate for them. So um, there's a ton of stuff we can do, but uh, we can't do it if they don't call us. Yeah. So to be candid, though, there's probably a scope of like, hey, this is a great thing for us to get. And then there's a, oh, maybe 
not so great. So I'm curious, like, what's an ideal world, right? You get called up by a loss prevention guy that says, look, I want to get you guys involved in something. What would you say? And I don't know if you can give specifics on it, but like, is there a, is there a financial dollar value that needs to be assigned to it for you guys to be like, oh, we're all over it. And it maybe bumps up on your priority list or a multi-state thing. Like talk a little bit about your best case scenario when they're handing over a leave. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the loss prevention guys are are super good. They put some really high quality product together. Um, You know, sometimes we'll get a lead and uh, it's very well worked. Um, All the co-conspirators are established. Uh, All the venues established where the folks have um, traveled across the country. Uh, hitting different stores. The dollar amounts are uh, enumerated. You know, they, they do a great job with um, giving us a dollar, a total dollar uh, loss amount. And that helps us, you know, we can then go to a, to one of our offices and, and shop it to get it accepted. You know, obviously a case like, uh, you know, Miami, our, our offices in New York, LA, they're big offices and they're looking for big cases. But, um, but again, uh, a lot of these groups are highly transitory. They're traveling east, west, north, south. And oftentimes we can uh, take the smaller case. So, you know, those, those bigger cities, they want to see maybe 750000 a million dollars worth of loss. But um, because these groups are highly transitory, uh, often we can find that uh, that that group that's only at 250000 50000 uh, traveled through a, a number of states to get to Miami, L.A., New York. And then we can go to those folks and say, listen, uh, this is part of a bigger case. It's affecting these other jurisdictions. And they'll take that case because, you know, there's not as much crime in a smaller city and and they have room to work the case. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, our listeners are kind of all over the map and you hear that whole question. It's like, when do you get them involved? Right. Like, because I think um and i'm an observer so no hate mail for my listeners you're not an out like so i'm an observer of the industry luckily um and you know you hear that like that whole like when do you get it involved because i think when retailers say okay i've been working this orc ring for a certain period of time long period of time and when i hand it over to you know guys like yourself they want it to be like your top priority right so you wonder, I was just trying to think like if there are some things where you're like, okay, these things would be, if you have these things in your package to us, they're going to go to the top of our list. I don't know if that's even articulated on your side. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you don't know until you start really uh, washing a case. I, I will want to say though that, um, you know, it's, it's not so much a handing over as a working collaboratively. Oh, that's you know, a good I, point. You know, I know sometimes people feel that, um, you know, because there's a lot of pride of ownership with the case. They they put a lot of hard work into it. And, um, you know, th- there's some some emotional ha- of handing off. And yeah, it's like, a, it's like, like your little baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we just like to say that uh, that's not exactly how it goes. Like, you, we're, you don't just give it to us and it goes in a black hole. Uh, we're going to put you in contact with a case agent on the ground. We're going to talk to you on a periodic basis as new information gets developed and includes in the process. So um, it's not really like a drop it and forget about it. It's more of a, you know, give it to us and then we work it together through the end. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a great point. Um, so, and I always like to kind of come around the the other side of, the, of an issue is 
and this might be sensitive. You might be like, I don't want to talk about it, but um, are there any things that retailers or loss prevention folks or anything that they do that might be a hindrance to like your process, right? So if they're, I don't know, calling you every five seconds or maybe some of their information isn't accurate or it could be anything. I'm just curious to give the audience say, hey, make, you know, one of these things that kind of causes us a headache, we love you, causes a little headache is X. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, not so much a headache, but, um, you know, from an evidentiary standpoint, uh, you know, some of the loss prevention groups are, are really good and they're really advanced and, and they do a lot of their own work like uh, surveillance and um, uh, undercover buys. Well, you know, when it starts to get to that stage, we just ask to be included so that um, there's a more of a documenting on the federal uh, for uh, evidentiary purposes when we take it to court you know, how the evidence was uh, taken in and, and how it was recorded and, and uh, you know, just to make sure that we're uh, complying with federal guidelines for a lot of that stuff. Because otherwise then, you know, we, we got to go back and then maybe do a, a second buy from a vendor, which just extends the investigative period. And, you know, it's just, it's just cleaner. I, yeah, it could cleaner. be unsafe too. I mean, that's like scary, but that, thank you for answering that because that's a really, I, I try to, push the boundaries a little on this podcast. And so it's, that's, that's a great point, right? When you're talking about like when you're, cause you're right. Everybody's working really hard. They're, they're trying to get in there on, but, but the whole, like taking it to court and getting these people prosecuted and uh, like, it's complicated. I mean, no one's, you know, you're not an attorney. I mean, we're not attorneys. We're loss prevention folks. Right. Yeah, and you know, state guidelines may differ from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, and federal guidelines might be slightly different. So, you know, it's just usually cleaner. Yeah, yeah, and probably safer. But um, that's interesting too. So, so this is really in the weeds. And if you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, that's fine. I'll move <laughs> on. But curious, you know, some of these folks, when they are, you know, they have detained, let's just say, um, organ what they're suspecting to be an organized retail crime group representative right so they're in the store they said hey come on back with me we're gonna do we're gonna have a little chat right so would you like i'm curious because some of our folks like they take classes in how to interview interview interrogate whatever you want to say um an orc suspect right i'm curious like y'all's take on that as far as like okay leave that to us or yeah go ahead just get a documented statement because some of these LPAP people are so good. They're like getting admission statements from yeah, these oh, yeah, folks, right? So yeah, I'm just curious if you had any perspective on that. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we, um, again, we like to work collaboratively. So whatever their uh, internal guidelines are, we're okay with, you know, uh, every state is different in custody, non-custodial versus custodial interviews are different. Federal uh, have uh, additional guidelines of, you know, rights and, and things we have to do to do that. But uh, we haven't had a problem yet with uh, taking that information and, and using it to exploit or follow the, the investigation. So in general, what folks are doing uh, has been working for us. So, you know, we really leave it to them on, you know, how they do that and talking with their internal counsel on, you know, best practices and legally what they can do by state. This is awesome. You are sticking in there in the hot seat and I'm throwing <laughs> you questions. I didn't tell anybody I was asking you. So 
Thank you. This is good. This is good informational stuff for my folks out there. Okay. Awesome. All right. So we covered the hindrances. Okay. So curious in your seat, especially because you have such a broad view of crime, we'll just use crime, you know, from everything that you explained in the beginning of what you guys investigate is incredible. So looking at that, just taking steps back to say, you know, hey, here's what could be coming down the pike, right? That our retailers should really be ready for. And I don't know if that's simply an increase in ORC and and these groups that are all conjoined with terrorism and stuff. I don't know. I'm just curious because you you have such a broad view of all of these investigations internationally going on. Like, is there anything that you would say, okay, guys, like, get ready? You know, it's hard to say. you know, I, I would think that uh, as we for as we progress, you know, uh, HSI has really only uh, put a lot of effort. Uh, we've been involved, but uh, we've really made it an agency priority within the last seven months, and and we're putting a lot of resources. We're establishing local uh, groups that get together and talk about organized retail crime. We uh, we plussed up the center about thirty percent here to bring on more criminal analysts and special agents, and um, I think we're starting to really make a dent and organized retail theft. So I think, you know, what you'll see is uh, as that progresses, as we put more pressure on these criminal organizations, we'll see just like other things, like when we investigate narcotics, criminal, large-scale criminal organizations adapt. So things that have been um, highly successful for them in the past may not be in the future. You know, as we turn off um, things that they've exploited, uh, return schemes, and and as we tighten up, travel corridors that they use with interdiction. Uh, you know, you'll see probably a, a shifting. Uh, the groups will shift around, they'll try new things. And uh, it's like any crime, it just continues to adapt. And we just have to be aware, collecting the intelligence, and then getting that back out to our loss prevention partners. So it, what came to mind when you said, you know, tightening the corridor of like, if they're traveling around, is that kind of like, just to use a very crude example, forgive me, <laughs> yeah. but like if if you have if you see a ring that is hitting certain stores on 75 let's just say right they're going up and down the interstate hitting these stores and you guys put a presence there to where it's like they're not dumb right they're not dumb so they're like oh my gosh you know this is really getting uh, dangerous for us we may get caught like maybe they're going to move to the stores that are out in the country or something like that is that kind of what you're saying as far as adapting Exactly. You know, they, uh, you know, course of least resistance. So that's highly likely that, you know, we we would see something like that. Okay. So last question, because I want to be on your team and investigate these things. Unfortunately, I have no background or experience. So (laughs) I seriously doubt I am a candidate for a position on your team. However, my audience is not the same, right? They actually have experience. So what you guys do is so cool. I want to just, can you tell the audience, I guess a little bit, like if people are interested in um, maybe trying to get on your team or how how, how yeah. that works or are they, you know, out of luck because they should have gone a different way with their career. I'm just curious <laughs> because it's so cool what yeah. you guys do. It may be of interest to some of my listeners. Yeah, you know, HSI has a, a huge umbrella of things that we investigate. 
And, um, you know, we, we publicize in USA Jobs uh, periodically to, to fill our vacancies. We bring on young agents and, and they, they develop over their career. Uh, some gravitate towards like financial crimes. Uh, some really like narcotics work. Some like uh, international import-export violations. Uh, it's a whole different team. Uh, some specialize strictly in, in um, computer-generated crime. You know, the, um, the online sales, uh, the child pornography, the uh, intrusion, anti-intrusion investigations. So um, there's really a ton of opportunity and a ton of things uh, that you can get involved in. And I have nothing but uh, encouragement to say, you know, we can always use good folks on the team. Yeah. So is there a specific place pe people should go to, to look? Or is it just ICE.gov or ICE.gov? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, ice.gov, USA Jobs, and then, you know, we post uh, special agent announcements and criminal analysts. You know, uh, some folks miss the boat, like you said. And uh, if you're older than 37 and you still want to get involved, then, you know, maybe a criminal analyst is the way to go. That's so cool. I'm just, I'm looking to be called a special agent at some point in my life. <laughs> I just don't think I'm on the right path. <laughs> if you guys give honorary, special agents. I mean, maybe I could get in there with that. But look, Alan, thank you so much. This has been fun, educational, very cool. Hopefully they make a movie about you guys. Like I could see this, you know, like all of the cases <laughs> yeah. you guys have going on. That would be cool. Hey, Amber, uh, it's been great being here. Before we go, though, I, I just want to make sure I, I do the plug for our website sure. uh, and uh, in our, our inbox. So if you have a great lead and you want to send it to us, uh, we we take in uh, information through OTG case support NLDC at hsi.dhs.gov. So, you know, send it in. We'll take a look. We'll reach out to you and we'll make contact. Yeah, and we can totally put that information in the show notes below as well. So people can click on the description. And if they, you know, didn't get that, if they're driving or running or whatever, then they can go to the show notes and uh, we'll have it in there. So Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you taking the hot seat questions that I didn't tell anybody, <laughs> anybody about. So really appreciate it, Alan. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amber. Take care. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember to follow us at Let's Talk LP, join the LinkedIn group and download the Talk LP news app, breaking news headlines and this podcast on your phone. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and watching and we'll talk at you later. See ya. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.